Welcome to I Mock You With My Monkey Pants, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast where we take a look at each episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 3, Episode 21, Graduation Day, Part 1. We're going to be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about the old ones, kind of. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, uh, the comic books, possibly even other shows or movies. Daniel, Stacia. I realize that we're nearly done with season three and you're ready to move on, but we haven't finished yet. This is still a podcast and everyone participates. Hello, we're back for like the third consecutive week. This has been three episodes in a row. Now we missed your shot was two reasons. Anyways, my name's Kelly and I'm here with my co-host Daniel. Say hello. Talking about watching my lover die. Ugh. Stacia, say hello, or say something mean to Daniel. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, this is a this is a podcast about Buffy. Ow. Stealthy. Hello, we're back again. I can't believe it. Been here like so many weeks in a row. It feels like after so many breaks, it's like here's a week there, here's a week there. Who's we are? I am Kelly. Hello, and I'm here with my co-host Daniel. Say hello. I'm talking about watching my lover die. <laughs> Are we trapped in a... I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't want to know. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. And we're here to talk Graduation Day Part 1. Originally aired all the way back in May 18th, 1999. Written and directed by Joss Whedon. Uh, the last was Doppelgangland. Next will be The Freshman. So that's the season premiere of season four. Um, just want to do another... I'm sure we've already talked about this but just gonna give a count for Whedon episodes that we've got going on so if there was five for season one seven for season two five for this season season three before next season three in season five and only one in season six and then uh three in season seven looks like so what happened in this episode graduation day part one well we in an effort to tie up loose ends the mayor sends faith to kill lecherous old lester worth uh, professor and volcanoologist uh, who apparently found a pure demon in the ruins of a dormant volcano in Kwai at some point. So we needed to kill him just in case our friends found that out and somehow unlocked the key. But Faith straight up murdered him, so that wasn't a thing. Uh, so yeah, we're basically just trying to figure out what exactly the Ascension is. Buffy's a little bummed out because she's not going to be able to get to go to graduation because she's got to stop whatever the Ascension is. Turns out the mayor... It's going to be the commencement speaker. Convenient or terrible? Both? Who knows? What, you guys didn't hear? Hear what? Guess who our commencement speaker is. Siegfried? No. Roy? No. One of the tigers? Come out of the fantasy, Will. Uh, and while they're trying to go to Lester's place to find that sweet volcano knowledge, Angel shows up. Buffy and Angel have a little spat. Uh, they take it outside to the street where suddenly Angel is shot with an arrow by none other than Faith with her fucking compound bow. Uh, turns out the arrow was poisoned, and the only way to cure it is to get the blood of a slayer. Convenient for us, we have two. One happens to be rogue and in need of some killing. So Buffy goes to get Faith to feed the angel and cure him, and uh, Faith robs her of that opportunity by throwing herself off of a roof after a big battle with Buffy. Uh, and we leave it like that. Buffy is watching Faith's body drive away on the back of a truck, and uh, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Uh, hopefully we don't have to wait two months to find out. Oh, just kidding. We're going to have to. So let's uh, let's see if we had any firsts. Do we have any firsts? Uh, we did. 
<laughs> I mean, kind of. I was right? waiting with Peter <laughs> I feel like we had a lot of firsts. Yeah. What do, what do oh, you think happened yeah, for the first time? I didn't, can't think of any. We found out about the old ones, how real, how all oh. demons on Earth are tainted by human yeah. blood. Sure, yeah, that doesn't. And real demons are actually bigger and meaner and more horrible than we'd ever considered. True. We also learned that there's a poison that can kill vampires. Mm. Oh yeah, that's good. We also learned that Will is no longer a virgin. No, <laughs> that, that was a bit on hand. Speaking of literal firsts, yes. <laughs> that's good. Um, no, what I was looking for was <laughs> um, actually really important uh, during this episode was the very first teaser trailer ever aired for Angel the series. So really? I don't know how you didn't guess that. But uh, yeah, I guess it was four seconds long. David Boreanaz just turns to the camera and just says, Angel, this wall underneath him. Oh, like, that's funny, though. <laughs> it would have been better if that happened when he tripped. Ow. Oh, <laughs> amazing. He looks at the camera and just says, Angel, yeah. this wall. Uh, fun facts. <laughs> debatable. Always debatable. Sophia Crawford, who is Buffy's stunt double, uh, actually hated those red leather pants. Couldn't fight in them. Said it was horrible to try to maneuver in them. Hey, Stacia pointed that, that out while we watched, watched the episode. She's like, yeah. Seems really impractical that they would be able to have this fight in those other like, pants. I'm so surprised she can kick that high. Yeah. Turns out, couldn't really couldn't do really. it. At least not easily. I mean, she obviously did it because we watched Clearly it happen. Clearly, Sophia but. Crawford had a like moment in that episode of Friends with Ross where he's wearing the leather pants and he takes them off and he can't get them back on. <laughs> and he like punches himself in the face. Uh, great. The okay. best thing Ross ever did on that show. Um, <laughs> wow. And... For the first time, Buffy is willing to pull a full murder on, like, a human being. Uh, the only other time that she really did that was with Ted because he was a, a bad guy. Turns out he was a robot, so it was all fine in the end. But she did kill him. She thought he killed him. For all intents and purposes, Sunnydale PD thought she killed him. And then we just forgot that ever happened, right? Also, don't know that you could say that was intentional. It seemed accidental. Like, she was clearly beating him up, but I don't think she meant to kill him. Yeah, yeah I mean, he kind of just fell down the stairs. It wasn't like she was like, ooh, stairs, shove. Yeah. Right. What was he, a demon, a giant bug, some kind of dark god with the secrets of Nouvelle Cuisine? I mean, we are talking creature feature here, right? Oh, man. Uh, so, the, But this is a plan. This is clearly, like, mm-hmm. fates a person. Premeditated. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to murder her. She caught a murder. And this is, you know, just episodes after having that big faith with speech in the alley and being like, we don't get to decide who lives or dies. Yeah. We're not the law. We're not, you know. We turns are. out. It turns out. If it suits me because my boyfriend, then I can murder all I want to. I'm talking about my lover. Ugh, you can stop anytime. That'd be great. Okay. Um, Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and this isn't going to be the first time Buffy attempts to murder and successfully murders. She didn't successfully murder this time, but uh, she kills a whole lot of Knights of Byzantium in season five, and we don't talk, shed any tears to talk about that ever. They are all just people. They're crazy people. I mean, you could make an argument, but they're just people, and she kills them all. Uh, this is the Party o- foul. <laughs> this is the only episode that Anya and Wesley ever re- interact, which is pretty crazy to think about. Whoa. Because he's not going to be on the show after the next episode, and she just left town. So when would they interact? Would they, but I'm mean, like, you would think it would have happened, like at some point in Doppelgangland, or I guess was Wesley even there then? I don't know. Yeah, so it's or there would be a scene in prom where she's like, "Who is that old guy?" Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, this is the only time we see them on screen interact. Uh, and that little line about the soda machines, where you know, oh, trusty soda machine, I press you for root beer, give me coke. Apparently, that was like a meta commentary. Or the fans had noticed that the the actors would grab a soda out of the machine that wasn't even one of the labels on the machine. Mm-hmm. So they throw that in those little nod. I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's nice. That's yeah. cute. Well, on the bright side, after graduation, you may not have the chance to forget it all. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to keep things light. 
So I really enjoyed this episode. I think from the very beginning, it feels different than the other ones. And I don't, maybe I'm just making this shit up. Like, I, I don't know how to express, I don't know enough about uh, cinematography. I don't know enough about how TV and movie is made to, to put into words the feeling that I have watching this episode versus some other ones. And I do notice it mostly on Joss Whedon episodes. It just feels bigger i want to say brighter but it's not that it's not like aesthetically the film is lighter you know what i mean but it's just like even for that very first establishing shot in the hallway at sunnydale high something about it just feels like the broader i don't know but it definitely has a different vibe to me than um the other episodes and i, I really enjoy it and i think you can tell when he has a hand doing it um but i don't know if that's mostly editing or if it's because he's the director i would imagine it's probably both but uh i enjoyed it a lot i think it we really are doing a great job of like this is the end like we fucking we got to get it yeah i'm with you i don't know what it was about this this episode right off the bat you're just like everything is is rolling sometimes it's like the writing is really good but then it doesn't feel like anything else is hitting but we're, we've like dispensed with all the shit it's really like the mayor versus buffy mm-hmm. and it's nice it's really really great and there were just little things like where the camera backs up out of uh uh, when Joyce is like, oh, you're running away again. And it just like, you know, pans out. Yeah, that um, was a really follow. interesting shot. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't really, you know, sometimes they like do that multiple times. But that or was the only time I noticed it happen. Well, they'll do a really long continuous shot where it's obvious and that was intentional. Like, yeah, it was just in the camera was kind of tilted even because mm-hmm. uh, they're in the bathroom. Like Joyce comes in, finds Buffy in the bathroom, putting stuff in the bag. And then it follows like Buffy. It's almost like the camera's behind Buffy, like right. attached to her back, following Joyce into the room. It kind of tilts. It's, it's an interesting shot. Yeah, I think that um, it's easy. This show is so quotable so often. And I found myself really digging for quotes in this one because it wasn't so witty and like intentional little one-liners I felt like the writing was just like I'm telling a story in this moment we really are like hemming this all in this is the conclusion I'll tell you you know it's just nice to see that some young people are still interested in reading in this modern era so while it wasn't as quotable sans Oz because everything that comes out of its mouth is fucking gold um it it was cool to get good writing in a way that wasn't just like funny quote after funny quote I thought that was the strength of it it's nice to see the characters like not that they haven't had agency in past episodes, but to really own it in this episode and say, like, I'm grown and yeah. I can make my own decisions. Yeah. Seeing Buffy step away from the council and saying, you know, I, you're not even supporting me and doing what I need to do. Like, <laughs> I don't need you. You need me. It's yeah. really satisfying. Yeah. Everyone does take a big step towards their own, like, autonomy and independence. Like, they'll make choices. I mean, the, the theme this week <laughs> of choices is really. That's the forever theme yeah. <laughs> of every episode from now on. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit. I'm glad you brought up the first of getting some lore about the old ones. I just wanted to throw that out there. And then I would like to, normally we're not super structured, but if I want to talk to kind of like maybe not be for beat for the episode, but just kind of go through where our characters are in this episode. But uh, first the old ones, thank you, Anya for being a font of information because we're really grasping at straws. We're like days, days away from the Ascension and we don't know what the fuck that is. That's not a great spot to be in when you're supposed to fight it. Thanks, Willow, for not bringing those books to us. <laughs> I know. Those four pages were fine. But yeah, Giles. Dude, they were great. They were great. But we, we don't, I don't actually know. <laughs> so. It turns out all of our info came from Anya and thanks Anya. Right? Willow's just sitting over there like, oh, Cool. Glad I got kidnapped. Great. This is great. Totally yeah. It all, it all paid off in the end. For the demons we've faced. You've never seen a demon. Uh, excuse me, killing them professionally, four years running. All the demons that walk the earth are tainted, are human hybrids like vampires. The ascension means that a human becomes pure demon. They're different. So the old ones, so I just wanted to, these, 
all this lore was established after the fact. And I like, as we go on, I'm giving the show more and more of a pass because this was something written for television, right? Like this was somebody like George R. R. Martin set out with an idea of thousands of years of story. Like, I mean, not like thousands of years of story, but a history within a world that he created that spun a thousands of years that he thought about and has like, maybe to his detriment, maybe we don't need that shit. Like we don't need maps and maps and lineages and all this stuff. This is not that, and it doesn't need to be, and most TV shows aren't that. And I think I did a really levied a bunch of shit onto the show that it doesn't deserve. It doesn't make any sense for it to, and I don't know why you hold it. It is, apparently, because this is just a a TV show that they were writing season for season. They had good ideas, but they mostly were just going through season arcs. They're like, hey, here's the big bad, and that's how all the seasons are kind of defined. So for them to not have thought about every single fucking possible spin especially when you're coming up with a new demon every week it's like what you're supposed to know the entire lineage of the like you know yes. Gorath demon or whatever to the hell you, yes <laughs> right yeah. of course so uh so i think that now i i can say okay. i think that it's okay and i think it's fine that they came up with all this lore stuff kind of after the fact like after the show's end it was mo- i mean season seven gave it to you uh, a little bit like you know having the scythe and the guardians as weird as it was it still was there but season eight and the rest of the comics really expand upon that and angel the series which i've maybe watched all the way through once i think i might have seen every episode uh apparently gets way more into that shit like even with Illyria, the you know fred mm. thing sure. she's an old one right Illyria is, is an old one so what is that so, okay so before i get ahead of myself i just wanted to say i'm sorry for being mean to you show it's okay that you decided to do Head of Lore after the events actually happened. It's all fine. You don't get to know everything all at once anyway. That's what living is, right? We find little bits of information out as we go along. Wow. Life's a journey. Um, it's just a learning moment. For- <laughs> it's fine. So in Buffy mythology, this all started with the Seed of Wonder, which we learned about in Season 8. Uh, it gets destroyed at the end of Season 8. Right. Uh, and apparently the Seed of Wonder actually created the Earth as we know it, our human reality, that all of our characters inhabit. The Seed of Wonder called the Old Ones to that Earth back in the primordial age. Uh, so from other hell dimensions, the Seed of Wonder called all these giant, these pure demons that Anya introduced us to, uh, to this Earth. And they, apparently they just spent see, centuries, eons, whatever they said, untold eons ago, prehistorically, the primordial age. They just fight each other. And over time, animals started appearing on Earth, like and eventually humans did. And... Either through, well, I think it's a combination of both, like them mixing with the blood of humans, as Anya said, uh, and straight up just fighting each other. Their numbers dwindled, so they became weaker and humans were able to overcome them, which seems crazy. Because if the world was just inhabited by giant snake mares, it seems like we wouldn't win. There's no way we would win. But I love uh, giant snake mares. Like they all have little sashes and like little bowler hats. <laughs> like, this is on the mayor of this spot. <laughs> And there's like little tiny snakes that are like the yeah. constituents. And yeah, for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> it's adorable. Uh, they, over the years, like centuries got weaker and weaker. Uh, and Senea, who was the first slayer, was actually uh, the last person. She killed the very last pure demon on oh. Earth, apparently. So, Because wow. uh, that's like happens in the comics, right? It like opens up the world and like demons start falling through or is that well that happens in season five but but that's not like the pure demons this is a different yeah it's like a different but yeah that that was the rift in season five that was opening up while dawn just because gloria was trying to get back to her hell dimension yeah see but that's like i feel like they like sort of 
maybe we're like getting more comfortable with telling this side of the story. Yeah. Whereas like Game of Thrones got less comfortable telling that side of the story. Right, the magic stuff. Whereas, because that's a huge introduction and it's awesome. Like when mm-hmm. Anya starts going on, it's really well written. It's it's not like exposition-y in that It doesn't sense really of, hit you other head. Although it is an interview long. and it's like exposition, of course, but right. it just feels right that like Xander would have thought of it and like brought her in and like yeah. they would have all sat around. Very nice and well done. And like it really opened up the world. I think so, which yeah. Which is really great. And, well, it, and then Wesley and then casually saying, ah, yes. What was his They're name? They're not that powerful. The, four, no, the, the four-winged soul killer. What? Lothos or something. Not Lothos. That was a different character. But then he's just like, oh, I heard they're not that powerful. Yeah. Well. I feel like they should know about the pure demons. You, you would and, think they know. Yeah. So apparently since Sine had killed the last old one, uh, there have been a couple instances, obviously, the 12th century and the Urals uh, in the w- oh, right, whatever right. valley in the Ural Mountains. Sure. Um, Lohesh, that's right. The four four winged soul killer Lohesh came back. So, but what these people, what these are actually, is just sorcerers like the mayor, turning themselves into the embodiment of these. They're ascending into these demons, so they don't seem to exist. But there's that whole like deeper well thing where Illyria came from, where like the carcasses of the old ones are supposed to exist. The deeper well is a giant tunnel between New Zealand and oh, no. somewhere in England. That's just a giant hole in the world. That's actually what the name that Angel episode's about. Hole in oh, the world where Fred died, oh, yeah, like yeah. gets taken over oh, by yeah. Illyria. Yeah. So that's where they exist, kind of, in their carcassy, like spirit form. But so what we're saying is the carcass that this guy found was one of them. Yeah, so it really was, and it was Olvacon, which is the same one that the mayor's turning into, which I'm like lazy. So they just made up a bunch of stuff in this episode, and then they remembered it for later, and then wrote yeah, it. Kinda, in. Yeah, kind of. Impressive. Finally, yeah. finally, they're doing their job. That's great. No, it's great. If we want to make ferns invisible or communicate with shrimp, I've got the goods right here. Our lives are different than other people's and that's why i'm saying like i give you a break like you it's you didn't have the idea for five seasons of angel and seven seasons of buffy you know 12 and then even to go on beyond the comics you didn't have that idea when you started season one i get it when you were writing that movie in 1992 this was not on the table and i get it you're just like luke perry i don't know what's going on (laughs) david arquette can fly Uh, who cares we got donald sutherland money (laughs) like somehow yes so we weren't thinking about low hash and Ovalcon and the old ones and the seed of magic and we weren't we weren't thinking about those things, uh, oh, so I, I, I take it all back. But that's what it is. So so now when this pure demon thing uh, is just what like a, a sorcerer is like a powerful magic person can turn into it. I'm like, why doesn't this happen more? Yeah, I know. If some jamoke can just turn into a demon, if they have the magic, like obviously it's not that easy. The mayor has connections. <laughs> He's been you know feeding other demons and making connects yeah. underground and and. To get this power, but I feel like it would have happened more often. They only have those two recorded instances, right? So we have Lohesh that they talk about in this episode because Anya brings it to our attention. But then we also had that uh, the Pastor Wayne or something. Not that's not his name. That's we were watching that show. Dead to me. And that's a guy's name, Pastor Wayne. Also in Kimmy Schmidt, his name is Pastor Wayne Gary Wayne. Anyway, wow. We learned um, a couple episodes back about a town on the the east coast of america that again wiped out and there was like almost no record of it because nobody survived because it was said that a demon had ascended there so we have that we have 12th century lohash and then we have ovacon at some point which is what lester letras old lester found in Kauai. right uh so and the mayor's turning back into ovacon so um, no points for originality. If we could be yeah. any old one, why are we just going to be one that just came back? But this also means that they're uh, eternal in a way. They, they can always be summoned again, which is Fun. an interesting fact too. Like, Cool. Very cool. Again, why aren't we doing this all the time? <laughs> I feel like, okay, one, I want to know, do you get to pick the demon you turn into? Because why would you pick a demon without hands? That seems like a downgrade. Can't stress that enough. 
Need hands. Yeah. Need hands. In a world of snakes, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, if you're in a world of mayor snakes, fine. But you're not. Right. You're, you're not done. in that world. You're yeah. in this world. Everyone has hands. One muskrat and you're done. Yeah. And just... All right. Uh, second thing. I feel like the reason why this doesn't happen more often is how many people actually want to be a giant demon? That's what I'm saying. Well, but why would you? I, yeah. It seems like all downsides and no upside. But also, it's hard to do. You have to eat a bunch of those Gavrock spider things. Gross. Like, how many people want to do that? Well... Ani even points out every ritual is different. And she said this doesn't seem like any of the stuff that they did for Lohash. So I don't Fair think enough. it's going to be Lohash. So it might be different for every it's demon. probably still gross fear factor stuff regardless. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking you got to eat something, something gross. gross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Part of it. But no, so... I would agree. I mean, I brought up that myself. Like, why does a mayor want to be a big fucking snake? What is he going to do as a big snake? What's the plan? <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I, I don't get it. Like, yeah. you're just... I thought it when you say ascension to me, I get becoming the snake for a minute, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. you're back to your a pure form or whatever. But then in my head, like, your consciousness or something goes, a, like, to another realm or wherever the demons are. Or I guess I just don't know. Because, yeah, to become a big snake... And to just be, that's it? Mm-hmm. That, it doesn't sound it? so great. It doesn't sound well, worthy of the title then, of ascension to me. Well, and then it seems weird because it's like, do you get a, do you like maintain your like human evil consciousness? Because yeah. it seems like he's guaranteeing to faith like, yo, I'm not going to kill you. Right. But then how, how could do you he know? know? Yeah. How do you know? Right. And then if it is that you're just changing your body, but you're maintaining your consciousness, that it seems like, you know, you'd have to be very murderous because obviously that's what's going to happen. Why wouldn't you just be killing people all the time already? Yeah. Like, and it doesn't seem like the mayor does that unless there's a point to it. Well, and he even says something to Faith where he's like, you know, all the boys are going to be lining up after the ascension. Right, yeah. As in, like, an event will happen where not everyone is going to die, but I will not be here. Which means so that he wait. would have to have some kind of control because if he is just a killing machine. And I think that... We should say that, yeah, he he does have some kind of control because Buffy's able to goad him into chasing her by brandishing, you know, mm-hmm. Faith's knife. Like, oh. he clearly has some kind of, he's still there. He's still the mayor inside there, especially like the, well, gosh, the terrible, well, well gosh. Of course, he we'll would say episode, that but. he would have it no matter what. If he did or didn't, that's up to like the whole ritual itself. But I think the mayor would go into it believing that he would have control. Control, yeah. Because he wouldn't do it if he didn't think he would have it. That's probably true. I mean, I don't think anybody would do it if they didn't think they would have it. would be it. in there somewhere. Like, their consciousness would still but, be... But, you know, it would be poetic to just, lose your consciousness to and become such, a full like, demon. opaque um, reasons for wanting to do it. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand his uh, motivations. Yeah, like, if you're Faith, you should be worried because, like... This guy's not really giving me any details, but he says that things will be cool. But also, he, look, he hasn't will? told me he's going to be a big snake. He hasn't straight up said, I'm going to be a big like snake. That, no. That's a good point. It does seem like she seems to think he's going to just become like more powerful than he already is, but will continue to be in the same form. Yeah. And he's like, like, are we trying to... Am d- I going to be by your side? Like, you're not going to yeah. have a father figure that you found, Faith. Like, he's going to be irrevocably changed. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, be by your side like my big snake friend. And like, right? just like next to the snake friend. <laughs> and also, are we taking down governments? Are we taking down... Oh my God. What, what's the whole like, point of all Clifford of this? the big red dog. And she's just like picturing like going out on <laughs> adventures on, with her snake friend, snake. like sleeping together. Like, oh, snakey, I love you. <laughs> If I was Faith and he never said snake, I would assume that, like, you become basically, like, a nuclear bomb of sorts. Like, you just ascend, like a rocket ship almost. Mm-hmm. Or become into, like, some kind of god, some kind of, like, mm-hmm. ethereal figure. Not not a just a big snake. Like, if you don't mm-hmm. say, I'm turning into a big snake, I would never guess big snake. No, big snake would never anywhere. be the choice. Yeah, so 
that's a good point as to why people don't just turn into one all the time. Like, why doesn't this happen more often? But I feel like we get so many people where, maybe, actually not on Buffy to its credit, but like there's so many things that are just like, I want the world to end. That you would think Big Snake is a good way to accomplish it because you really just want to kill everybody. But there's so many ways to end the world and this seems Probably like a more particularly drawn out, Why didn't Willow turn into a pure demon? You know what I'm saying? She wanted the world to end. Why wasn't she like, fuck this, I'm ascending? She didn't need to ascend. <laughs> she was already on a new level. No one <laughs> wanted to ascend. Maybe that's the whole thing too. Like, I think people get this when they read the old books and they're just like, this sounds like a great idea, but like, what even is the ascension? What is the point of it? What? Yeah. Clearly, it's just Big Snake. If yeah, you just thought, <laughs> if you just thought a little further, you'd be like, oh no, this is a clearly dead end. Not gonna go down Big Snake route. The immortality thing was pretty dope. It's hard to top immortality, honestly, yeah. my dude. Yeah. So I don't know what you don't do, ascend. but you, you should don't be become a snake. Stay where you are. Yeah. If you're a human and afraid of dying or whatever, yeah. I become feel like a snake we need to have a moment something. where he like, he's like. Faith, like, I have to go do my secret um, ritual Spider of box. Like, yeah. please go. And she's like, okay. And then we watch him, and he's like, hmm, 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 like, walking down the hallway or something. And he, like, looks around to make sure no one's there. And he opens a door we've never seen before. And we just walk into a room filled with snakes. Oh. You get the sense that he just loves snakes so much. And he's like, I can't wait to be with you. Or even better, she walks in on him while he's writhing around on the ground, oh, no. doesn't even know. Pretending to be a snake. Pretending to be a snake. <laughs> And then he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, oh no. I'm caught. <laughs> I'm just his practicing. motherfucker. <laughs> we don't knock during dark rituals. So I want to talk about what happened in this episode through our characters a little bit. We'll just kind of go through our peeps one by one-ish. Um, who do we want to start with? Who do you got? If you have a list. Well, I got started with Faith and the Mayor. I mean, we talked oh, a sure. lot about the mayor. And that's, that's where we open. I mean, like, we open at the high school, obviously. We're talking about the graduation stuff. But we mostly open with Faith straight up murdering a human, unambiguously. Yeah. Uh, we talked about... So we talked about in Choices, uh, where she murders the cur- the courier. Yeah. We weren't... Uh, we could not confirm that he was human. We assumed he, he was... a snake tattoo, though. Snake stuff. Snake stuff everywhere. Snake stuff. Gosh. Oh, man. That's probably been implanted throughout. We just haven't noticed. Man, we should have been on Snake Watch. God damn it. <laughs> and we already had snakes. We're going to have more snakes. There's a lot of snakes in this fucking show. Uh, <laughs> she, so she murdered a human, Lester. I mean, we could argue that Lester, Professor Lester Worth, deserved to die. He did not deserve to die. But. Who would say that he deserved to die? Me, because he's a fucking gross old perv. She comes into his house. He's like, I'm not okay, really sure why already... you're here, attractive young girl. But yes, I do live alone. I'm a lifelong bachelor. Well, maybe he's thinking this Murder is time. his lucky day. Okay, yeah, but... disgusting. But he sure. was only reacting to Faith's question. Right. Sure. Anyways. I'm not saying it's not creepy, but is, also she's the one who suggested it first. He's a doctor. He is a volcanologist. And all he <laughs> did was fucking discover what he thinks is a dinosaur. Yeah. He will go about the peer review process. It'll take years to get published. <laughs> and in the end, they're going to be like, yo, that Lester, good job. Answer. You're probably, he's old. Yeah. I mean, he would be retired by the time this thing gets published. Yeah. And what? There's going to be a nice write-up in Science Magazine, right? And people are going to be like, oh, a big snake monster. Snakes used to roam the earth or whatever. And it's like, wink, wink, we know it's a demon. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> That's the end. He never needed to die. This is a senseless murder. And I feel like there's something connected to Edna May. I think it goes all the way back then. I think that Edna May and him. And Lester? And <laughs> yeah. And the volcanologist. Ooh. They, at the malt shop. <laughs> 55 years ago, he gave a look to Edna May 
And the mayor was like, Got and the mayor was like, I, that was the only reason that is your signed, sealed, delivered death wish. Not to I make sure that his research never got out in time for Buffy to find how much research has this dude but, done. I mean, clearly they figured it out. They did go to his place. They knew they were on the trail. They, they murdered him just in sloppy. time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like if I was the mayor, I'd be like, this never mattered. And the fact that I'm going to go and leave another body is probably best not to leave another body. Nah. So if I never touched this person. We're days away from the ascension. I don't give a fuck about Also, kidnap him. Uh, even home invasion. Just like push him away. No murder. Well, There's uh, Murdering him was the wrong Well, because it didn't seem like she took Doesn't any of his be- stuff, right? And that's where yeah. all the information would be. It's like you get rid of Lester, sure. He can't give you an oral history of that time he found the dinosaur in Kauai. But... All this shit's still around. But what does it even matter? Because even though they know that he found a snake, a.k.a. a demon, it gives them no information about the Ascension or anything else. He would never lead with, like, I have mind-blowing evidence of a fucking demon snake in the world. (laughs) He would be like, oh, you guys want to know more about it? Well, let me... Do you guys know much about geology? And, uh, you know, like, he'll just... He would just go into teacher mode and start teaching about the the, the fucking cliffside that he got this from and stuff. Like, there's no world that he's, like fucking drudge report like there's a fucking <laughs> ring the alarm fucking demons, demons you know fucking yeah. lizard people are real like what are you talking about nevertheless faith murders him so she's another disappointing turn of events yeah. for faith she's uh i know i've already been off the faith train i've been kicked off of it removed by force so wow you didn't voluntarily leave the faith train and you I looked s- directly at me when you said that yeah. i have a problem I, I i have a problem and i understand that and that's fine faith has you at a disadvantage buffy because i'm not crazy or because i don't kill people both actually i you like faith and, you're and not daenerys on the faith train. and i like apparently i'm just like right always- secretly on the faith train so. <laughs> but she straight up murdered a bluster yeah but you said it was fine <laughs> i just said that he was a creep he didn't deserve to die, maybe, but... Maybe. Jeez. Wow. He hadn't wow. even done anything. Yeah. But, and then Faith, well, the other big thing she does is obviously poison Angel, which was a good move, I think. The, the Pretty clever. Unless you remember, oh, wait, I'm a slayer, so the only other possible well, cure... Well, uh, definitely but, didn't know. But again, with the mayor's opaqueness, she's like, the mayor got it for me, said it's mm. wicked painful, but probably didn't say, oh, yeah, there is a cure, by the way. You. It's the blood it's of you. a slayer. So <laughs> I just think it's a really bad call to not kill Angel. That just, they just straight up kill just, him. Yeah. You, you, he had no idea. Why didn't you just like aim for the heart? You know, miss the well, heart. I guess meant the idea to. is it's supposed to distract Buffy. Right. So well, if you're just dead, then secret snake thing distract Buffy. That's fair. Well, yeah. I mean, him being dead would probably distract her a little bit. But I mean, imagine having a fight too and poofing out right then. She didn't know that that was even a contentious fight. She, Buffy, Buffy would have been done to, to like end. If Angel died right there and they didn't have any closure or whatever, they're fighting about bullshit. Mm. That would have okay. Wait, didn't you say that the first teaser trailer of Angel shows up in this episode, where the episode ends on a cliffhanger with Angel's life in the balance, and you're like, "No, he's not gonna die." That's a great point. (laughs) Okay, guess he makes it. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Wow, way to go, WP. What if if the Angel series was just like a video of his funeral, where they just like put a little pile of dust in the ground and Buffy's crying and then. It's over. <laughs> That'd be great. I just want to look respectable on this, considering I'm probably going to die in it. But I think we talked about um, a couple episodes when I was apologizing for Faith's behavior, whatever it was at the time. Oh, probably. I, I don't even remember what episode. It's been a lot of Probably <laughs> murdering Dr. <laughs> Allen Finch, but who knows. Uh, but we've talked about how you guys think that the mayor and Faith's relationship is not necessarily paternal, but it's like gross, right? Mm-hmm. But I, hair and like putting her in the dress and... Asking her to kill people. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I still always... I mean, yes. Okay. The killing... Mm. The murder is... Okay. Yes. But 
I think it's still very much paternal. I think they go out of their way to make it seem that I way now. And even more, they really drive it home in the next episode. But like, even like his comment to Giles, it's a quite the little girl you've raised or whatever. And like trying to be comparing that still, without saying it against, like, you know, like not my faith, my faith, who is my daughter somehow, even though I've only known her for a month. Even just like claiming it to be the daughter, I think it's kind of just ugh, skeezy. But I mean, that's what uh, the council's pointed that out to as a negative against Giles. I like, know, he, you have, I think it's a negative. But I don't think Giles looks at Buffy and thinks my daughter, Correct. my daughter child i don't There's i think a, he loves buffy and he cares for her but i don't think he feels like paternalistic towards her yeah, and, and i would argue i don't think the mayor feels paternalistic towards faith and i also would argue that the mayor doesn't know or understand faith either because he put her in that dress and if you know faith she would never wear that dress oh also it looked terrible it looked and- it did not look right. I yeah. thought it was Edna May's dress. I, I wouldn't. I thought he was going to be like. <laughs> Maybe it was. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I mean, even when she like had the stupid. What was her, her anecdote? The one about like I jumped off the big cliffs and all the little. Uh, yeah. It was the kids didn't do it. And, but Everyone I'm a big was scared, kid. but didn't oh, scare me. Kid. And just like the mayor's like, you better go now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love that's that. A nice like, story. Cool. I don't actually like you. Yeah. So it's like. That's the kind of like indulging the kid sort of thing. I mean, it didn't seem it from like that because she thing. was like, "Do you have anyone else I could kill or oh, maim even?" And he's like, "What a little firecracker! Like you're you're exhausting me right now. Just go, <laughs> go just <away>. go." <laughs> I need to writhe around like a snake. <laughs> I'm gonna put on my, my snake onesie and just like <laughs> have some time. As long as he doesn't ask her to writhe around like a snake with him, then we're good. And that doesn't happen, right? No. I mean, God, I hope. Not. No. Fuck. Maybe off screen. Oh, That's Jesus. what I mean. I need. Maybe. No. Don't let your feelings about faith interfere with your work. Stopping faith is my work. Take a beat to love this energy. No. But this is the last time we see faith conscious until season four. Which is interesting to think. (laughs) And so Daniel celebrating. Are you, are you, how are you feeling about not saying faith again? Um, I've never liked Faith as a character. Yeah, no one cares. Okay, I'm getting a picture. Well, no, I just, I thought maybe this time around I would like her more, but I really don't sympathize with her. It makes me really angry at Joyce and Giles for not taking care of her. I think they really failed her as adult figures. I think that I would hope that if I was in that situation, I would not have just let her stay at a skeezing motel because I think that's the root of why she spirals out. But also at the same time, her choices are her choices and no one made her make them. And... I really think that it makes her very unsympathetic. Anya goes to school. Anya doesn't have to go to school. Anya's an educated person. And yet she's still going to school. She's Anya's better homeless. <laughs> That's my big question. Let's just... Let let's talk about Anya. Let's talk about Anya and Xander yeah, yeah. together. Uh, Anya, how does she go? How does she... She's going to run away. She has a car. Where does gas. she get money? Where does Where? she get that car? What is she fucking doing? Okay, so now... And Xander right before said, I ain't got no money. And Willa's like, fine, just put it on my tab. Like, they just <laughs> established in the shot that he has no money, right. which we didn't really need to know, and added nothing. And then we get to this thing where Anya's like. Let's go run away together. And it's mm-hmm. like, but he has no money. You have no money. How do you have money? Like, okay. what's going on? So, uh, aside from the driving thing, because we make a point in uh, Restless, it's it, during a dream sequence, but they still make the point of like, she doesn't know how to drive. And then in season five in Triangle, Anya's driving Giles' car and clearly doesn't know how to drive. And it's a terrifying situation. So, aside from that little bit of retconning, the money thing. So, now initially I was like, what the fuck? How does she, what? Okay. Where is she living? And how is she living it? her life? Where and how? But... And enrolling in school. So even though she's not a demon anymore, I think it would stand to reason that all she's been alive for a long fucking time and has lived many different lives because that's part of the thing is the, the Avengers team. It seems that she inserts herself into a situation to get to know a person. Piling money off. I would. Sides. I would hope. 
right? Like I would hope Playing that she's stocks, just walking or like, just, yeah, like has a huge bankroll somewhere. There's a scene in uh season seven. I think it might even be during selfless where we're doing a flashback with Halfrick and they've just like murdered an entire mm. party of people in this really opulent setting. Uh. So I feel like this girl has got a closet somewhere in a beautiful house that would put glory shit to shame. Yeah. Like, but then we contrast that with the next season and Anya's living voluntarily in Xander's fucking basement. Well, I think she kind of likes those like human experiences. Like I want to be a human. This is how humans do stuff. It could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be that she just entrenches herself in that life. Cause why not? Yeah. But like and she, for some reason really likes Xander. But for, it seems strange that she wouldn't have it. But then like, obviously she takes the job at the magic box too. Well, and she's she really good with money. money, right? She loves like counting the money and doing all of that. Yeah. So it's like, she has an affinity for it. So it might be that she doesn't actually have any money because she never needed her life as a demon. She could well, be whomever she needed mm-hmm. to at any time. So why would you give, cause it, it money's even like a foreign concept to her when she starts mm-hmm. working at the magic box. She just becomes with the obsessed with the idea. She's like, Oh, that's how I get things when I'm not just demon and my stuff around me. So I think, yeah, I think we're not supposed to poke any holes. No, we're yeah. definitely not supposed she's to. She's just a kid now. Yes. She's in high school living somewhere doing something. Yeah. And now in a car, driving away. Yeah. Yes. So. But not really, though. Right? She's fine. Well, no, she left. We don't know where she went, but she comes back. She's not in the next episode? No, she's not. Wow. Yeah, she leaves. No, she leaves. When she meets Xander in the hallway, she's like, my car's outside. I'm fucking going. Stay here, loser. Bye. Wow. I thought that was just a bluff. No, no, she's definitely not. She doesn't come back. I don't think until even maybe the well, second or third episode of season four. Well, I think that's why it's such a big, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, like character arc for her in the final season where she stays. Mm. She knows yeah. that she's gonna die, and she stays, and she dies. Yeah, when she could have run. Okay. Yeah. In so, the school too. Of and you're places. like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, it's like a complete Beautiful. 180, Beautiful. and then you get Xander, who's the exact same person. So. Okay. But see, yeah. I would argue. Let's talk about Xander. Oh, yeah. That Xander's already shown a little bit of growth. Now I know, famously, Stacia, you hate Xander, and. Well, well, you I make a lot of cogent points and you can even, you know, rebuff me if you would like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that they're making a point this season. Obviously, we start put the idea out there very, uh, very clearly in the Zeppo. That's the whole fucking yeah. point she, of the Zeppo. She echoed the Zeppo's entire argument, which yeah. is you're going to get in the way. What's the point of even staying? You mm-hmm. can't help anybody. What, yeah. what do you even do here? And he didn't <laughs> say no. <laughs> right. You know, his, his next response was your, your stock's plummeting, girl. Right. Like, you got to work on your people skills mm-hmm. but not not i think he still believes in, in deep down that she's probably right they're probably right yeah he's probably well i think he might have right. even learned but that episode lesson from this epo i mean i think that the person we get at the end when he just kind of walks away from cordelia like yeah that's fine you can think think about me that way i think season two and season one xander is defensive and comes back and says no i'm important and he even does that in this episode he's like no I, i'm important i matter i have things yeah. i i'm an integral part of this group i get the donuts you know like and here he doesn't come back at Anya with that. I mean, he says this shitty little thing that he says, but he doesn't like outright get defensive about it. And uh, I, I think that that's growth in and of itself. And he does choose to stay. He could leave. He should leave. I think that. Well, they on the road at him. So he's yeah, like, they even set it up for him to leave. to leave. I know. I think that's what people maybe expected. Anya road trip with Xander. Why not? I would. I, would, I mean, would I watch that? I don't know, actually. I think it would be fun I mean, for five I, I would watch it now knowing the people that they become by not leaving. Sure. Yes, but, but then know. they don't become those people if they yeah. do leave. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. When I think that something could happen to you, it feels bad inside, like I might vomit. Welcome to the world of romance. It's horrible. No wonder I used to get so much work. Well, I'm sorry I give you barfy feelings. Come with me. I can't. Why not? I got friends on the line. 
So? That humanity thing is still a work in progress, isn't it? Are you really going to be that much help to them? I mean, you'll probably just get in the way. Your stock's plummeting here, sweetheart. Fine. You know what? I hope you die. Aren't we going to kiss? So I think Xander has grown maybe a little lispity bit between, you know, doing the nice thing for Cordelia and not taking the credit for it and for sticking around to die with his friends. Like, for all intents and purposes, he thinks he's also going to well, fucking this die. this whole episode, he just kept saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to yeah. die. And you're, believe it or not, or whatever, it's, you're staying. So Yeah. And cool. choosing, to, choosing to do that and also not, like, glory hounding for it, just, like, wanting all the praise, uh, I think is a little bit of growth. So then, <laughs> so we're here for the, for the opposition. Yes, I would argue this isn't Xander showing any growth whatsoever. That Xander's always been this person, the kind he, that would stay. Yeah, he doesn't oh. run from situations. Yeah, he, he's always helped Buffy. Um, the problem isn't that he runs, and this is like changed because he's decided to stay. The problem is that he's useless. And he has continued to be useless, and yet he puts in no effort to not be useless. And that's the problem I come back to over and over and over again, because we act like Xander's the only human in the group. Of course he has to be useless, but that's not true. Giles is a human. Oz is a human. Wesley is a human. Cordelia is a human. None of these people are viewed as useless. I mean, Cordelia kind of, but like to the same extent that Xander is. And that's because Xander has never put any effort into being anything but useless. Like you could become a karate master. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. Like Willow chose to pursue witchcraft, but before that she was just a human too. And it's like everyone's making these choices to become better versions of themselves. And Xander isn't yeah no, and so the reason why before, everyone yeah. expects xander to leave with anya is because <laughs> what's just you kind bring, of a wild card like, like why whatever are you happens here though happen. why are you here yeah. what's the this, point of you being here in this episode even he couldn't catch a very simple thread that they were putting together between like well they were talking about the slayer stuff like when they were all in the science lab or whatever mm-hmm. he does he does seem to always be on the outside when it doesn't seem like they're not speaking in in like tongue like Oh, when they, should, when they figure out he that he should it's the be able to body. follow along, but there's something that just isn't. Yeah, he's not trying. Mm. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's, I mean, that certainly he's never been trying. A great point that he just never he chooses to not. But you're also right. We to forget. be more useful. Yeah. I think that's totally right. So it's I mean, good, every time you it's say it, like, for you to bring yeah. that back up every time because I forget. <laughs> it is. So do I. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because the show doesn't frame it like that. You just you instantly forget. This girl just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like really into him. Kind of for no reason. Yeah. For no reason at all. And then the whole time being like, I hate men. Will you date me? And then uh, why are what? we going to kiss? Him? It's all very funny. And, and like uh, the Anya that we all get to know is lovely. But like, this is weird. This girl's weird. She should. <laughs> she's a demon. And now she's a high school student. Like uh, on Xander's experience is like people come to this town and then they go and live at motels and like. <laughs> they don't go they don't become students right like what is going on here yeah and also nobody likes me why does this person like me it's i feel that a lot from him too mm. but he's always got the jokes he's always got the jokes so it's never like he's not afraid to be around people it's just he he's just does that deflection thing he does that that's mm. who he is who else we got willow and oh, oz yes. obviously willow and oz oh my god huge moment for first. them yeah that was lovely amy was got great. to hear the sounds of sex yeah, I pointed that out too. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, that she definitely saw it. But great shot when they were in the bed post coitus. That shot With that the they always thrown do. over the cage. Uh, every, it closes over the cage. Mm-hmm. And that was Willow. Yeah. It was Willow's shirt. I didn't know whose shirt it was, but I, it was Willow's. And great, 
I think I'm it was so happy a, for them. A, a, what a different first time, as you pointed out, that Willow had than mm. uh, than Buffy had, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> and yeah. even Tater too. Like, I mean, uh, of the three of them, I think Willow definitely like good, great job. That's what you want, I, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> well, it was also just adorable. Like her just saying, like, we should be, you know, I want you to panic. I want you to do something different. Like, mm-hmm. don't just be, be detached, cool boy. And mm-hmm. then just Oz does what Oz does, and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even that is like, he's not panicking. It's just like, <laughs> he's, he's, once again, no emotion, nothing at all. <laughs> and it's perfect. Yeah, they're the best. And it, yeah. like, every time I rewatch the show, because I like, coming to the show, like, all that matters is Tara and Willow, and I don't even know why I'm watching the show around this, because that's all I care about. And then it's like, as I go, I'm like, they're the better, I don't know, they're the better couple, because Willow is not abusive mm-hmm. to Oz. Oz is obviously not abusive to her, but yeah. uh, Willow being the culprit in the abusing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, Tara doesn't get to be a real character. Oz definitely, even though the guy gets 10 lines max an episode, like that's a good day for Oz if he gets 10 lines. Oh yeah. Everything he says is fucking gold. Whereas everything that Tara's like almost ever said is always awkward and played that way on purpose. And like, they just, their relationship seems really nice and like functional and healthy and good for both of them. And I'm no witch. I can't even change poor Amy back to a person. But you got the swing and have a trail going. I think Amy's in a good place emotionally. It's fun. It, it's funny how you can build so much with so little when it comes to the character work like that because the show is mostly taken up by demon fighting and stuff and, and Buffy's. And Buffy's. So, I mean, which makes sense, but it's really nice to see it so that you don't have, it doesn't just have to be what we pretend happens off screen. So it's, it was cool yeah, that absolutely. They, they've taken their relationship to the next level. And I, I guess finally it would be sort of the combination of Buffy and Angel and then Giles Wesley and the council. Oh, sure. Kind of yeah. just, just that whole dynamic between not giving out the secrets of poison for <laughs> Buffy to save Angel because he's a vampire, which I feel like if you're the council, it's a pretty steady, steadfast rule. It's not council policy to cure vampires. Did you explain that these were special circumstances? Not under any circumstances. And yes, I did try to convince them. Try again. Buffy, they're very firm. We're, we're talking about laws which have existed longer than civilization. I'm talking about watching the world die. My question is with the council, and specifically with their choice to not save Angel, or at least to say how to save Angel. One, did they know what kind of poison it was? And two, did they know what the actual like remedy is? Because why would you tell your only slayer, hey, the only way to save the person you love is to let them drink your blood? Yeah, like point. You would just, nope, he's dying. Sorry. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the situation is. We can't cure vampires. Like Buffy's more important. True. Well, famously, the council has all known toxins and poisons well, on fire. The council has all the known toxins 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 on fire. Mr. Cole otherwise. I'll contact them immediately. Mr. Cole otherwise. I'll contact them immediately. Thanks. The I know, most but just because, just because that doesn't mean they know specifically which one it is. And also, like, what are you going to do? Ship the fucking arrowhead to England in the next, you know, right. then they got to analyze it and then send No, that's not happening in the next two days. Sorry, buddy. No. But yeah, well, I, this was we. For me, it's like we've talked a lot about the council not being a thing. You've famously gone on plenty of rants about mm-hmm. how great it would be to have the council be a thing if the council were a thing, and we relied on them in some level, and then we got shafted like this. Now at the mm-hmm. very end, this would have landed better. But oh man, yeah, we hate the council, and this is kind of dumb yeah. that the council's even yeah, a thing. Of course they won't help. So a great Duh, scene where she's like, you know, I see this as graduation, and mm-hmm. then just like 
vicious when she walks by Wesley and is like, get a job. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Well, it was interesting because it felt like really offbeat when Wesley was like, but the council's orders are to right? worry about the mayor. And it's like, when do we ever hear what the council orders? Like, right. this is like the first time in the history of the show the council's mm-hmm. ever given Buffy an order. And then for her to immediately be like, no. <laughs> yeah, they want it both ways. And I don't think that they ever cared about the council. And I think that's wise because I don't think the council were ever interesting. But like... I don't know. It seems weird to even like have him be a part of this. I'm glad that we like dispense from that shit. Well, the, the whole scene was just for Wesley's character. Yeah. Uh, because he comes back in the next episode and he says, I'm not here for the council. I'm here for me. I want to help. And like, that's what he needed. He needed to, for somebody to be like, oh shit, this, this is the girl who's actually putting her fucking life on the line every day while these assholes do nothing to help. And if Wesley was a one note character and he was always supposed to be like that, see, we talk about continuity and stuff and you get something like that where you saw Wesley as a Pratt you know, stuck up, snotty, British council, whatever. And then you get an episode where you have him change. You might not have thought that that would have been that great, but then you're like, Oh, I can see this character in a different light. Let's put him on angel. Let's do what we do with him. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I think we've talked about that, right? He was not supposed to be on the show. Yeah. He was going to die. Apparently. Yeah. Because all of them are going to, we're going to have right. died. So something happened where it's like, this guy's actually pretty good. Yeah. And you, I mean, he's indispensable to angel. Like it's you, the, the show as it exists would not be a thing if it wasn't for Wesley. Yeah, And you so can argue that Buffy nuts. making this choice is if he, if he's she doesn't rebuke the council, he doesn't leave. She yeah. doesn't quit. He doesn't go to angel. So, and then we talk deal. about the older, ones and we get Alaria like yeah. all of this stuff is connected all the pieces matter <laughs> yeah all the pieces matter Amazing. uh Buffy and Angel I think their fight outside of Fluster's apartment you know on the one road that I can't even talk about it whether it's Maple Court or Main Street anymore because it breaks my heart Maple Court uh, <laughs> that's what the cinema Maple is. Court forever uh, I think what that's it, it was a good little moment too of of a real relationship where it's like you break up with somebody but then you have to see them because you, you work with them kind of or like it's I, I'm mad at you I want everything and I want nothing and I don't know how to put it into words that's why it was so great when she's he's like wait you want me to be more around more or less I, I don't yes. know yes both nothing I don't know that that was a really good uh, realistic moment of how things can be when you break up with somebody you've been yeah. with for a while and I don't want to be around you and then you get shot it's yes. good stuff Pretty intense. Really well done, yeah. And the amount of sweat on David Boreanaz. Sweaty Boreanaz. Unnecessary. Uh, Probably unnecessary. We get Too it. Much. He's sick. We get it. Uh, but yeah, him sliding into the So door I feel like when like she was like patting him, you know, to put like the water on him or whatever, that's it's really actually like just adding the more sweat stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to sure. make, make Boreanaz sweaty. There you go, Boreanaz. Um, what, so how do you feel about Buffy wanting to kill Faith? The, do you think it's totally justified and doesn't matter? Justified. Yeah. Justified. I mean, yeah, I think it's justified. If someone's got to have the blood, I don't want it to be Buffy's blood. <laughs> that's all. I mean, what else do you yeah. do? Yeah. I mean, if that's literally the only cure, if Tylenol's not going to take care of this, <laughs> then it's got to be the death of a slave. It's not modern medicine, then I guess we're killing Faith. I don't know. That's just, it's tough. It's tough because, like, I don't know. Like, she's a murderer. We've watched her do it. I'm not a particularly bloodlusty person, you know? It's, I, I don't know. Like... There's no court that's gonna. It's not. She's not going to prison for life. Sure. You know. I mean, within the rules of the show, it's different than what you would want in real life. You know, this is a this is a fantasy show, and she's a terrible person, and we know that for a fact mm. because we get to watch her do it. Well, I think that's There's why we no make ambiguity. A, uh, that's why we kill Lester at the beginning of this episode, even too. Yeah. Just like <laughs> just reiterate, like, she's a murderer. Yeah. It's okay that Buffy does this because I think if they soften you to faith more, even though like I. I'm already sad for Faith. Yeah. Uh, so so it didn't work on me, guys. Uh, but if you if you 
were to soften Faith more than Buffy going after her like this is more problematic. Like it's, it makes it more um, ambiguous whether or not this is okay for her to do. Xander was the voice of that when he said, I don't want to lose you. Which I thought was a really great touch too. I thought that was a point for Xander this episode too. Well, he just, somebody needed to say that because it just needs to be stated. Mm -hmm. Like you're about to go murder somebody. We just need to make it clear to the audience that we're not on board with this. We don't want this to happen, but we need it to happen. It has to happen. Not only that, but you're, you are aware of what you're doing. Correct. Yeah. We're not just randomly having her go murder somebody to murder somebody. Like there are stakes, consequences. It's a choice. As we know, this episode choices. Consequences, choices. I would just listen to episode titles. Oh my God. (laughs) Surprise. So I think, yeah, for me, I guess it's okay. I guess it's okay because. It's okay for Faith to murder, but not for Buffy. Just because she made Faith such a had point a hard of it. childhood Faith. and Buffy didn't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Buffy had to live with the choice. I think it's almost worse than living in a shitty hotel room. Jesus. That's not fair to Joyce, maybe. I mean, <laughs> it's basically like living in a hotel with an older lady. <laughs> yeah. It comes in sometimes and maybe gives you food if you're Oh, but not really. You have to make your own food. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and you have sure. to make the food for Joyce. Come on. Yeah, it's... Uh, I think the fight was cool. I like the handcuff fight between Faith and Buffy. Um... And I think it was cool that she took the knife, even though Faith really should have brought the knife with her. That's a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, it was cool. but but Buffy also instantly feels bad, which I think is was important too. Like you could tell why she like once she stabs her, she's like, oh yeah. There's like a little visceral like, I really just stabbed you. You're really like dying. This is weird. But then also she gets knocked the, the fuck out. Like Faith hits her like <laughs> barely makes contact, and Buffy's laid out like can't finish and the then job. Faith is just like instead of leaving. I'm just gonna jump. Yeah, on. I could walk past you. I just laid you at your ass out. I could, but also she's dying. I guess it's fair. Well, you killed me. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> it's fine. And also, just jumping onto the van. I, it's fine. It's all fine. I was. I, I told think... her earlier. I wish she just fell and just landed in front of the van. The van just the van just ran oh, over. Oh, like yeah. That's oh yeah. That was a great end. That would have been a great end. I episode. think. Okay, I've been thinking about this. Why is it okay that Buffy goes after Faith? And I think the reason why it's okay is because she's not doing it for revenge. Like, that might be part of it. But it wasn't like, you tried to kill Angel, so I'm going to kill you. It's like, you tried to kill Angel, and the only way to save him is to kill you. So, like, revenge might be tied up into it. But I don't think she would go after Faith if that wasn't the answer. So, if she had straight up killed him with the Yeah, if if she'd straight up killed him, I don't think Buffy would have gone after Faith and in revenge i think Mm. she was just like this is like poetic justice like you are going to be dangerous towards me and the people that i care about like you shouldn't be around anyways it's just you know worked out the irony that you would pick something that would mean i would come for you to try and save this person yeah i mean i don't know i think she might i think she might just because the way that she handled season two it's like Angel's a soulless demon, so that makes it easier. But she really didn't want to kill him. But the second he killed Jenny, it was like this is a different thing now. We're we're dealing with a, a different. But it also took her still months yeah. to <laughs> actually do that. True. Yeah, and even then, she like didn't time. want to kill yeah. him. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I think I don't know. I feel like, but I feel like her killing him kind of changed things for her. Where it was like she recognizes that it doesn't matter how much she loves him. Like at the end of the day he's still less important than her job. <laughs> you know, like, and I think if it was the question of, like, so Faith kills Angel, does Buffy go after Faith or does she go after the mayor? I think she'd have to pick the mayor. Like, yeah. maybe Faith dies during that fight, but I don't think she would waste her time going out of her way to kill Faith if it wasn't something that would save Angel. Yeah, gotta love the synergy. Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess that's true. It's hard to tell because yeah. they never even, they don't go down the road at all. Mm-mm. And it doesn't matter because Faith's not dead. She yep. didn't actually murder her. So everything's great. Oh, so Buffy gets off the hook. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Just put her in a coma. NBD. Uh, did you know that we're a real podcast and you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod? That's going to be Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, the website, Beat Me Pod. Important that you put pod.wordpress.com because when you go to Just Beat Me, it's a weird splash page that's just like, hey, beeping in the modern time or some weird <laughs> shit. It's like, I'm just a girl in the Beat Me world. <laughs> like, what is this? No, it's actually our, that's our website. Oh, I feel like it should be now. It though. should be. I right? Take everything back. He's doing a great job. <laughs> Wait, did you go to beatme.com or something? No, I went to beatme.wordpress.com. Oh, so I beat me pod oh, in yeah. with a pod. Yeah, you got a pod. Got a pod. Got a pod. This is a pod. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify. And if you're doing that right now, you can also go to our playlist. That'll be beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fan season three. And that's going to have every song that's available on Spotify. That's played during the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes. The wild horses. Oh yeah. Wild horses. What a great song. <laughs> uh, as well as any songs that we might play during our podcast episodes here. So I think it is time to yell about some stuff. They always go for the E. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Miller. Shouts to Mr. Miller. A little bit of continuity. He was the teacher at the beginning of the yeah. season in uh, Dead Man's Party. He was yelling at the kids in the hall to stop running. Somber people. Did you hear other things that people were guessing? Do we ever know what that is? Oh, what, I didn't what? even think. Yeah. So I was I, when I when I watched it, I listened for it. I got an L, got an I, got a U. Somebody asked, is there an M? No clarification if there was an M or not. <laughs> and then the very last one before they cut away, uh, right when Xander is like, got his idea uh, for Anya. Uh, somebody was like, W? So, <laughs> Uh, and with those letters, those are some random letters. And mm-hmm. there's only like five letters. Like that's how long. I don't even know. Right. Five. It was a short word. Mm-hmm. Who even knows? Honestly, was not that was in, in, that. insane. My fault. Some old faces in this episode. We're going to see Harmony. We didn't yeah. Right. Uh, remember that one episode where. Check it out. Oh my God. Have a nice summer. Have a nice summer. This girl had no friends at all. It's like yeah, a bad out of that's mind, like, out of sight. Yeah, 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 exactly. So basically, that's great summer, what summer. Willow was. Got, everyone was doing <laughs> that to everyone every, invisible to everyone else. Yeah, and then just uh, you know, Harmony being around was really weird, and she was nice. And I guess Harmony Watch has officially started because yeah, she be will in, be back. Yeah, so. season four and season five. Uh, why the hell would they pick Teal? I don't know how graduations work, so maybe pick you you teal? all can inform me. Cordelia's like I lobbied so hard for the teal. Uh, and, and they went with maroon instead, which is famously their school fucking colors, which is also coincidentally the school colors of actual Torrance High School, which this is as big a good time as any. Buffy says 100 kids are going to die during the Ascension. Torrance High School hold, has a student body of two 2,000 kids, which is Torrance High School's where it films. So we got to think each class is 500 kids. It's not going to be 100 kids. Anyway, Torrance High School is actually maroon. Sunnydale High School is maroon. Why would they have teal? Don't you use your, your school colors for your graduation cap and gown or is that not a thing? Mine were blue when we were, we were the yellow jackets, but ours was yellow and blue. Okay. And we used blue. Yeah. And that seemed right. I would assume you would use your colors. Right, yeah. You would use or your just colors. go for the black, the normal black. Right. Well, I thought that was like a college thing though. But that is, I think, well, but also you have, you know, like if you're getting doctorates and stuff, people wear like red and oh, okay. they've got different color robes. You get those like Depending uh, on your speciality or tie things yeah, that yeah, you wear cool. that show yeah. if you're getting But definitely for high school, I think that they just do it based your on your colors. colors. For high school, they broke us up by gender and I, all the women wore red and all the men wore black and our colors were red, black, and white. Oh, okay. Well, still, Weird. I would say 
school colors. But still colors. Yeah. And I think ours our school colors were also blue and, and yellow. I think it was yeah. navy blue and gold or something specifically. But yeah, I think everybody wore uh, blue. Yeah. So, so we were blue. So I was confused when Cordelia was like, I lobbied so hard for the teal. Like, why? Your colors are maroon and yellow. Why the hell would you get teal? Maybe that's like the alternative color. Oh, maybe. You know, because all the, like, if you're a sports team, the Sunnydale all jersey. Co- yeah, you got the all jersey, right, <laughs> for back in like. Yeah, they've been around what forever now. They probably Towards High School was established in 1917. It's the longest continuous ah, high school wow. in uh, California. So 1917, they probably rocked the teal. Learned all about the Torrance, Torrance High. Wow, this is a lot <laughs> of effort on Torrance High. No payoff. <laughs> no payoff station. Um, I really like that moment when Angel slips the power away. He's oh trying to be stubby. My stubby. favorite moment. I can't believe they did that. And that was and all these moments. I'm like, this is the best show. You just ever get this awkward right? throw. The janitor was mopping. Like, oh sure, blame the janitor. That <laughs> was just one of the move. the funniest, <laughs> most subtle things I've ever seen in a TV show. Even in this show, it's just like fan fucking task. There's no reason for it, it's and it's perfect. so great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Loki Percy was one of my highlights of season three. I loved just like <laughs> just him writing two papers on Roosevelt because he didn't know which, which one. one. Turns uh, out there's two guys named Roosevelt. And just like being so stoked and like going up to Willow and like waiting for her. I mean, iconic shot of Willow on, on the, the bike with the banana seat and everything. It took like 44 photos. A la Xander like in season one with his fucking skateboard we never saw again. Which was incredible. <laughs> Love it. And Percy showing up. I can't believe it. And you said that Percy's coming back. Yes, he does show up for one Percy episode. Percy Watch has commenced. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet. Jeez. B minus, that's great. I'm a scholar. I'm like a scholar. Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, listen. Thank you. I mean, for helping me. Being so patient. And also for not kicking my ass like you did in bonds. You know, Percy, that was actually for your own good. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, history's important, you know. No, I totally get that now. And I got the grades. I'm graduating tomorrow. And forget all this crap. Um, Buffy says, been killing the... Pro- oh, when they're like... When Annie says, you've never seen a demon. Buffy says, um, killing them professionally for four years running. Famously, Buffy's never been paid a goddamn red cent for killing demons. So Amateur, yeah. amateur at best. Yeah, the council should be paying something. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Xander says, I'm sorry I give you barfy feelings. And I was like, oh, Xander, you give all of us barfy feelings. <laughs> he speaks for the audience. Yes. Yeah. For us all. Uh, the, the shot of Faith with her bow. Uh, the dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the uh, absolutely embarrassing. I feel sorry <laughs> for Joss Whedon. I don't know if, if that or Age of Ultron was more embarrassing for him, but that was <laughs> really, really... I hate it. I love it. I hate her in a bow. I, it, I, you've never sold me once that she can fire it effectively. I know she killed the snake man, but even then I didn't believe it. It so, seems like she'd accidentally hold it backwards. <laughs> and then fire it into herself. her face. Well, I mean, we, we've actually only ever seen her fumble to get it loaded. Yeah. We've never... <laughs> Famous and as like an off screen, like they were just walking, and she didn't know how it even worked. Mm-hmm. So like, and yeah, and she gave up on it, and then fucking killed him. Yeah. And then she just grabs the arrow and stabs him. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic. And then the show was like, "We're gonna make an archer out of her." <laughs> don't you, don't She's you wait. <laughs> Terrible. Um, I mean, we can. I'm sure I don't want to steal y'all's thunder, but everything Anna says in this episode is fantastic. Uh, our lives are different than other people. Oh, um, it, and also just like a nonverbal thing. It, the second the mayor comes into the room, into the library, he instinctively just puts Willow behind him. Oh. Like, 
I, I've mentioned that before that Willow or Oz is always like trying to protect Willow in mm-hmm. the most like subtle ways that like you wouldn't really notice in the scene because because he's just the fucking best. The- if he talked, it was good. Uh, going back to that scene where Faith shoots Angel, like I was so irritated that he was like, "Let me carry this empty box with one paper in it for you, Buffy." He's just like walking around, holding it by like one handle, like I'm doing props. Yeah. <laughs> I could have just given it to props. him. <laughs> Why he does he need it to be in to this him? box? <laughs> yeah, he just throws it down. Whatever, Buffy. They could have just held that in their arms. Why the? Bu- it doesn't make sense. Willow getting her phone call after sex. Um, the, it was 1.2 seconds. 1.2 <laughs> seconds. No one could have said anything. I feel like it would have to be code, you know, right. like grapefruit or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Like, that we've discussed like, before. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That means come to the library immediately. Instead of just saying, <laughs> come to the library immediately. Uh, yeah. She just picks up the phone. And is like, I got to go. Okay. And then takes up. Got to go. There's, like, yeah. There's no way that there was any kind of conversation. And for all the time that we spent uh, zooming into faith, we could have taken those three seconds and given them to Willow. <laughs> no. Just have, uh, we needed those three seconds for the sweet quarry anecdote from Faith, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> it's really embarrassing that Faith almost died in those sparkly-ass jeans. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so what a glitter. bad outfit to die oh, in. <laughs> so much glitter in those stretchy jeans. Yeah, I guess that's maybe a testament to how good of an episode this is. Is that, like, I couldn't find anything to really scream about. Well, that's why I said go, at the episode? beginning, I was like, I don't have that much right well, now. Well, I'll bring one thing we can all get mad about. I'm talking about watching my lover die. I was just going to say oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was and that's the truly, worst line. That instantly threw me for a loop. It could, <laughs> I mean, the scene itself was fantastic, but ooh. And we were talking earlier, how do you, lover, no. You just if you're never, under 60, you can't say it. You just can't say it. And then he, and after even that, then, it's like gross. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know about your lover stuff, but at least like, <laughs> at least you're like old enough to be saying it. Yeah, don't say lover. And also, Never like, that's lover. your ex-boyfriend. Let's be real. Yeah. Just say ex-boyfriend. Or Stacia said, honey. She probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I talking said, about watching my honey die. <laughs> Boom. Look, it's done. You want to go after them and tell them that they can't go? That all of their planning and dreaming was for nothing? That they can't spend tonight with their honeys of all nights. Think maybe she has a new honey? I suppose some girls might find him good looking. If they have eyes. All right, he's a honey, but... Boom. And that really says two things. That you're way too young to, like, be with anybody. And, like, (laughs) the stakes... Yeah, let's bring it down a notch. Mm -hmm. Right, your honey is in peril. Okay. Sweaty honey. Let's all chill out. No one wants sweaty honey. Oh. Uh, Watch... What, what, watch time, watch time. What happened with our watches? Xander button-down tank top watch. No. No. Sweaters. Sweater sweaters. for days, but we cannot confirm that he didn't have a button-down tank you top know, under the sweater. Graduation True. famously happens in the coldest month of the year, June. <laughs> right. In Southern <laughs> California, need sweaters. Need sweaters. <laughs> I did love his sweaters. The maroon jacket. Watch. So, no, funnily enough. Maroon pants. Well, yeah. We got the got the red leather pants, but uh, one of the vampires that's in the mayor's office when it's like, there's trouble at Faith's. Uh, he had a maroon jacket. Yeah. Maroon jacket. No, he said there might be trouble at Faith's. Yeah. Yeah. As if he didn't know, but he heard a rumor somewhere. <laughs> I did not investigate. Care to tell you. <laughs> I heard crashing sounds Barged and screaming <laughs> and uh, came right here, not helping her. <laughs> Could have been in the warehouse. We are in the warehouse district. Who fucking knows? Giles being mean to Oz. No. They're in the same room together, but there was no contact between them, so it's hard to tell. I still will never know why you made this a thing. <laughs> I every have every episode, it's a mystery. Forgotten the thread. I don't remember why. Uh, Devin, watch. Nah. God, dude has not been around. I don't even know if he shows up in the next episode. That's incredible if he doesn't. He does. He, I think he is in the beginning of season four. Okay. Good. Yes, because when Harmony comes and she's a vampire. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So he's still around. Dehoffren, watch. No, <laughs> but he. We do learn more about demon stuff. Yeah, That's we did. Fun. Uh, Sandy, watch. No. Oh, God. 
Michael, Amy, Wicca, Gothwatch. Yes. Yeah, Famously. Amy. Yeah. We saw Amy. Uh, and she got to watch them have sex. <laughs> Books a Million. I didn't catch a name of a book, but no. we do good, look at a book, fold out, yeah. which is a great little touch. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's a good thing no one ever wanted to check any of these books out, huh? This is very convenient. Streets Ahead. No confirmation. In fact... Like you said earlier, it's best not to wade into the Maple Court Main Street. It's really distressing. Heartbroken. Most dangerous KO of the show. Still Gwen Post from Revelations (laughs) because Giles isn't getting into shit. Although when he stabbed the mayor, good shit. When he showed up, oh, we didn't even talk about it, but the music in this episode is on fire. Mm -hmm. When he cleans off the sword Mm -hmm. and that fucking whatever that... Yeah. Terrifying. Great stuff. Well, good job, Christophe. Back, thanks. Absolutely. Two new watches that have been commenced: Harmony Watch, Percy Watch, Anya Watch is back into effect. Because we went, yeah, I'm gonna see you for a couple episodes. <laughs> thanks for watching. Ah, nicely done. There's only one thing left to do. It's time to rank this sucker. Blue hacks. We talk about the net hacking into city hall, maybe whatever municipal records she needs to cross-reference, so we can figure out Faith's address. Uh, putting herself on the line. Yeah. <laughs> Put herself online for the team again. Remember our $1,000 fine up to however many months of jail just for you guys. Uh, it gets an eight for that. Giles, level of Giles, give him an eight. So we have fully transitioned into season four Giles with the comfy sweaters. He is here. Season four Giles is ready to party. He did change his outfit at one point, which was more like I think he had suspenders. I know it wasn't he had suspenders. Anyway, but uh, so I, I, I don't know if I should dock him. I feel like I dock him for this season, but then you don't. In season four, it's sweaters for days, and we're fine with it. So I only give him an eight. Xander set the precedent. It's Xander. It's, uh, it's sweater time. time. It's sweater time. But I give him an eight because uh, of stabbing the mayor, because that was brilliant, and just casually fencing with Wesley. Like, what? Amazing. Yeah. Joyce. Now, we didn't talk about Joyce in the character thing because Joyce is a it's a whole category by herself. Uh, I gave her the highest ranking I think I've ever gave, given Joyce, which was a seven. Um, and I think because she has shown a shit ton of growth, even in this season. So the conversation that she's having with Buffy, which is like she's afraid she's running away again. She kind of like uh, pauses for a second to take stock of the situation and like breathes and she goes. And uh, in another episode, I think it's probably in Anne, or not Dead Anne, Party. Dead Man's Party, where she's like, I hate your life. I hate your life. I thought she was going to go into that again. But instead, she's like, you know, I think maybe we shouldn't have moved here, which is it's funny. Like, it, it yeah. played off really well. And Buffy's like, hey, if you stay here, you're going to get me killed. And instead of being like, oh, but this is ridiculous. What? She's like, OK. Yeah. And she listens to her and she gets it. And I think that that's, shows a huge amount of growth for, for Joyce. And then she did the right thing for once. She listened to Buffy said, okay, I trust you. I mean, she didn't say those words. Also, Joyce had a funny line when she was like, you're running away with yeah. all of my with clothes. Of my clothes. <laughs> yeah, she gets to and be funny. And my earrings, put them down. <laughs> she got to be funny and she trusted her daughter for once. And yeah, she, when she's not trying to pretend to be a mom, it's she's much better. Yeah. She's so much more tolerable. Because if Buffy is like the baseline for how much of a mom we get to let Joyce be then let Buffy steer the conversation. It's more believable than Joyce ever stepping to Buffy in any way. And we get so little of her over the next season. She's barely in season four. I think she was actually living in England at the time, so she wasn't actually oh, here for I most of the filming. Joyce was in the gallery. Oh, no, no, Christine Sutherland. Um, and then in season five, obviously, she, she only makes it halfway through the season. So, But Damn. yeah, Joyce, get a seven for the first time ever. Maybe the last time. No, I'm sure for the body, she'll get a 10 and 10. Dark! <laughs> She is just a corpse in that episode. Dark friends. Well, um, I think. Stand by my God, no, I think Joyce. What are you gonna do? Give her a, give her five? a zero of ten. I, I think a five for showing up. <laughs> she couldn't even do that. 
Couldn't even do that right, Joyce. <laughs> oh, you have to give her like a four. I think that category is getting removed after this season. So. <laughs> well, you better start thinking about what you want. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Monster of the Week. This is Faith. Faith is fucking dead. I mean, for all we know. she. But she's comatose. She's out. She's been taken out of the fucking series. So I think that that... You know, and obviously the mayor, like, we're ramping up. It's, like, this is time. It's end times. We're getting ready for the battle. I give it a nine because yeah. that's a great fight. And it's the stakes. We've really hammered them home. Like, shit's happening. Great. Uh, relationship, goodness, or badness. Ten. You can't not give Willow and us. They get a ten. They get a ten for goodness oh. or badness. And Buffy and Angel are broken up, so I don't care. And not that I care to begin with. But uh, that's it. And the faith and mayor are, are great. The faith and mayor. Mayor and the faith. The faith. Faith in the mayor. <laughs> mayor and the faith. <laughs> faith in the mayor. I still love. Yes, I still. Okay. And they're not great. I, I, and we're going to get even more of it in the next episode. He told her to kill a volcanologist. <laughs> you got to give me something to do. There's no way I'm sleeping. Don't you need anyone dead or maimed? I can settle for maimed. <laughs> you little firecracker. Can't be stopped. And I think Xander, everyone. Xander should, be stopped. <laughs> should be stopped. We'll be stopped next week ten or of, two months from now. Ten, <laughs> give it a ten. I don't care. <laughs> For oh, seems like we need this to be the best episode of all time. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, What's the specific? Juking the stacks. <laughs> uh, relationship, goodness or bad is what I just did. Sorry. Episode specific. I like to think of it as graduation because I think that's just like, that's the whole theme of the episode. Seven yes. to ten. Uh, this puts it at number one for the series. Seven. You or for the season. Juking the stats, friend. Because I couldn't remember if I like Graduation Day Part 2 more. That's a good point. I needed a little, little bit of room. Yeah. So at 49, it puts us at number one for the season overall. It is tied with Doppelgangland. But Ooh. I put this ahead of it. But at same point score at 49. So it'll be Graduation Day Part 1, Doppelgangland, and then The Wish right behind that. I'm going to make Graduation Day Part 1. Number nine out of 54. Nice. So below The Wish and Doppelgangland and above Angel and Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think that's totally, totally fair. I would put it higher, obviously. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> we heard just <laughs> I think this is an excellent hour of TV. And I think it's becoming is the one where part one was bad, but part two was great. Or it's What's My Line. I don't remember. Or what's my line? No, no. The one where Kendra dies. The yes. first half was a little weaker than the second where Angel gets got. Right? That's how it went down? I like the first half because that's the Whistler stuff. That's the flashback oh, stuff. Oh, is that the stuff? All right. Then let me. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. This is an excellent episode of TV. Sometimes they're inconsistent with their two-parters. But luckily for me, I don't have to rank this week's episode because I rank them together. Mm, must so be nice. there's no ranking for me this week. Shock. We'll see you next week for that. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to know because this first half is so strong. Yeah. If this was an individual episode, it's an easy top 10, top 20, you know, Uh, you'd have to really think on it, but it's so good. So good. And um, I'm curious because of the snake thing, how next crazy it's all going to happen. So I'm kind of curious, but I am, uh, I'm looking forward to giving you my ranking. It's too bad. You're going to have to wait two and a half months for it. I know. I know. That is, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because we will not be back until July 13th for Graduation Day Part 2. Oh my gosh. Please don't forget about us. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe and iTunes, whatever podcatcher you use, because we will be back. I promise you. Everybody, take care of yourselves. Uh, hopefully, you've recovered from whatever the end of Game of Thrones ended up being. Can't yeah. wait to watch Graduation Day Part 2. I want to see how you all feel about the 
the blood sucking scene. Can't wait. Uh, Daniel, say goodbye. <laughs> what is it again? Do I say? I say I'm talking about watching my lover die. Okay, great. Stacia, say goodbye. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't want to know. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. I was trying to put you on game, but you want to know what you're talking about. I could do it. Maybe one day when you figure out you're going to need someone. When you figure out it's all right here in the city and you don't run from where we come from. That sound like poetic justice. Poetic justice. You were so new to this life, but goddamn, you got adjusted. I mean, I write poems in these songs dedicated to the fun sex. Your natural hair and your soft skin and your big ass and that sundress. Ooh, good God. What you doing that walk for? When I see that they move, I just wish we would fight less and we would talk more. They say communication save relations, I can tell. But I can never write my wrongs unless I write them down for real. P.S.